my desire is that I would genuinely be found having impacted or affected the listener in a very deep and resonant way today. Like um, to pull out and to deal with things of your thoughts, the things that's in your heart, the questions you may have, the things that have been maybe not said in a long time but need to be said, and really sincerely want to affect what you think actually when you leave. Is everybody with me? Now, that does not mean that that means you're supposed to not amen. Don't get that confused. We still need you to have your hallelujah with you. Does anybody have their praise on? All right. So if you will, I'm going to ask this question. I've, I've like trimmed out the message from the parts that sometimes uh, maybe people feel like that's the fat part. And so I'm going to trim that off. And what I want to do is I'm just going to trim it down and let's just get into this. Is that all right? All right. What is spirit filled? Say that with me. Spirit filled. Praise God. What is spirit filled? Okay. So what we're going to do is since we got people here this week that may not have been here last week, plus I really do want to emphasize this portion because before we can really uh, get into those things, I really need us to have a very strong foundation and a basis over these things. Are you with me? Amen. And that simply is. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Whoops. Starting in John chapter 4, verse 23, what we are doing, I don't know where the header is on that. That's just interesting that stuff is gone. But John chapter 4, Starting in verse 23. Would you read that out loud with me? Ready, said, read. But the hour is coming and now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in, will worship the Father in what? And true. Keep reading. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is. Stop right there. Say it again. God is. And those who worship him must worship him in. Keep reading. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Praise God. So we've started this study. This is like a treaching study on helping us grasp in a BCC way in our members to reach in and grab a hold of what does it mean about spirit? And the reason we have to learn about spirit is because if we don't have an understanding of spirit, then we can get misled on what is spirit field. Right. So here we see that the father who worships the father must worship him in how. And then it says God is what? And therefore we are God is looking. The father is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in. Okay. So here we see a foundational text, and we don't want to remove this text, mm, that we need to understand that God is spirit. Okay? I think I understand what's going on. Yep, I got it. Okay. 
So treaching prologue, study to understand spirit. Here's the next portion. We spent some time on this and people were emailing me and texting me. I mean, y'all got this verse. Are you with me? This week, some people really got this verse, right? And it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, ready, said, read. While we do not look at the things which are, but the things which are, for the things which are, are, but the things which are not seen are, and things that are eternal are spiritual. Things that are eternal are what? The things that are eternal are spiritual and they are invisible, right? Can we say that three lists? The things that are eternal are what? And the things that are spiritual are? Invisible. Put those three things together. Eternal, spiritual, invisible. Say them with me. Eternal, spiritual, invisible. This is hugely important. I want to demonstrate what I'm talking about. Can I do that? Okay, we've got two likened balls from another one of our pets inside my Smith home on that one. Amen. I want us, though we can see it, it's clear. And I would like us to consider this one to be invisible. Are you with me? What's the other two things that it should be associated with, though? Invisible is and Ooh, that's a class today. I want us to consider the purple one to be the things that are seen, which are temporary, which are in this world or earthly. Are you with me? Okay. So we'll use this. Oh, this is good. This is good. We'll use this. Okay. Two worlds exist at the same time. The invisible world and the what? And the visible world, right? Here's what's important. On this side, I want to call this the realm of the spirit or the realm of the eternal or the realm of the spiritual. And the same thing exists in the invisible, in the eternal. On this side, though we cannot see it, it still exists. And it is primary and it is in domination or it is in ruler of that which is seen. Everybody with me? So therefore, the things that are spiritual, the things that are invisible, and sometimes how many understand the things that are invisible, we kind of don't pay attention to them. Everybody with me? But when they go from this world, are you with me? And come out on this end, we pay a lot of attention to this one. Are you catching that? We as people have a tendency to pay more attention to this one. Oh, that's fun. Yep, that's what I like. Or if it if it falls and drops, this is important. Oh, man, my life is all cracked up, man. Dog. <laughs> My balls messed up. I don't. Are you with me? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. The things that are 
temporary. We are all broken up over it, and it's just temporary. Woo, this is good preaching today. I know what you thought. Pastor, quiet today. Gotcha. But how many understand, though this might be broken, I know where to go and find its restoration. Because when I go into the realm of the spirit, God is spirit. And when God restores it and makes it over again, I come back over to this natural thing and I say, oh, my God, it's repaired. It's restored. It's been healed. It's been made manifest. That which was invisible caused this to happen in the natural. Is everybody with me? All right. I need you to remember this. Do not forget that y'all were screaming, hollering, clapping, and amening. It's a good word. Okay. Where's my clicker jigger? Help me out. Anybody know? Thank you. So let's go to the next text. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 9. Would you please read that with me? Ready, set, read. Nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now we're starting with verse 10. Ready, set, read. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Stop. Through his what? Spirit. That means we shouldn't be looking for things in the natural earthly scene realm. Okay, this is what it says. Ready? Keep going. Four. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him. So that was the principle. I I mean, even years and years of reading this text. I just kind of recently got this. That was the principle. Don't think about man and humankind right now. The principle is being laid and then he's going to share with us things about God. So notice what it says. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Did you catch that? So therefore, if we're going to understand anything about God, it's not to look for it in the natural. You've got to look for it in the spiritual, which is eternal, which is invisible. Isn't that a good word? Why do we, after you get a new car or a hundred dollar check, we make such a big fuss over it. Got quiet up in here then. Ah, see, you know what? They forgot, Brother Peter. Y'all said y'all wasn't going to forget. Right? Yes, you got a $100 check. But don't be so thankful over the money. Be thankful for the God who sent you the money. That's a good word. Say spiritual. spiritual. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think I need, I think I need to start looking in the spirit more. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Verse 12 says, ready, said, read. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. 
These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Everybody see that? Verse 14, ready, said, read. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Stop right there. Not going to be condemning or, you know, being kind of harsh or chastening or anything like that. But just reflect and think about ourselves. Right. Our sometimes old nature before Christ or our earthly experience begins to put a mandate on us in such a degree that we forget to look at the things in the spiritual and we start looking and trying to understand things about God in the natural. And that creates and causes people to be frustrated. And when you don't get what you've been looking for because you've been looking for it in the natural, that's why people go out the back door of the church saying that God is not real or that God does not work because we've been looking for God in the natural, not understanding God is spirit. Is everybody with me? Don't we want to grow in God? Therefore, the way to have attaining discernment with God is by spirit. The spirit searches all the things, not only the natural, but also the spiritual. And God searches the heart of God. Who knows God's heart more than his spirit? And his spirit has been given unto us. Praise the Lord. Is everybody with me? Hallelujah. So. That's why people start jerking back. That's why a lot of our people right now, young people, a lot of these generation X, Y, Zs, they're contemplating what is real. You see what I'm saying? So listen, I'm trying to get there. Oh, I, I got that on the notes. Good. I really will try this week again. Somebody help me, ministry leadership team. I want to put this message out by Brian Houston. You can look it up yourself at Hillsong. It's called The Melting Pot. And it's about the treasure. It's about crucibles. It's about uh, being in a place. And he talks about what happened to Jonah. It's a really good message. But I want to talk about that message uh, because I want to talk about the melting pot is BCC today. The melting pot, the what? Is BCC today. You see, even in the times that I'm talking about, it was like 70, 80% of us were spirit filled. So if we said, come on, everybody pray in other tongues and people pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, everybody just rise up, you know, because we were all predominantly spirit filled. Everybody with me? But today we're a melting pot of a conglomeration of many different types of people. And the percentage of those that are receptive to the Holy Spirit may be fewer. And therefore, it's not the way that it may have once been. And the reason I'm saying this is because of this. There's a vast range of people. And we really like, this is what people really like, is they don't really care what the label is as much as they care, is it real and is it giving life? That's really good. And so what happened is this. This is how I knew that we were changing and we were becoming a melting pot. And I told them already, I would mention their names, is I ate a pizza, a Jeff pizza with uh, brother Eugene Bradley. Many, like this is before even him and Sarah became married and all that. I had a meeting with him and we start talking. And as I begin to have dialogue with him, I realize, you know what? He is a part of our lives. He's committed to our ministry. He believes in what we're doing, but he comes from a different background. And so I realized, you know what? Now he believes in the Holy Spirit, believes in the reception of it, but 
You understand that it's different though. I'll give you even a better one. Graduated from King's Cathedral. But when Pastor Bowles came in, he has a really great testimony about when he first got introduced to being Spearfield and what that meant and all that, he was a little resistant because at that time, watch this, he said it was associated kind of like in a sense of what he was experiencing is that you had to prosper in order to receive the Spirit. And prosper meant financially. Like you had to drive a certain thing, dress a certain thing, be a certain thing. And I mean, understand, a young generation is not going to get with that. Is anybody with me? I know this is way too plain today. <laughs> the issue I'm saying is that we are a melting pot. We're a what? And therefore, we've got people among us that have different thoughts of their background of how they've come into us, even like Pastor Anthony. Pastor Anthony, you have to understand, yes, he was our spiritual son. Yes, he was born again in BCC. And yes, we spent a lot of time with Pastor Rand. We used to, used to work at FedEx together and all that. But when he left, he went and he was pastoring at a Baptist church. And really down genuinely in the core of him, he's probably got a lot of baptism. Amen. Now he knows what we're about and he'll be the first one to run out with us, but it's still a different background. So all I'm wanting us to understand is that we're a melting pot and I understand you don't want the label, but you want the life. Say life. All the praise and worship team, come on up now if you will. BZ means Brian Zahn. Brian Zahn is not, I'm, at, I'm not advocating Brian Zahn or not. I just want to talk about what happened to me as a result. Because this is where I am and I want you to understand where I am. I came into contact with a pastor, a teacher, a phenomenal man of God down in St. Joseph, Missouri uh, called Pastor Brian Zahn. And what happened is I started getting a hold of some of his messages. And here, this is very important because you want to know where I am. I've been kind of let go of everything that what might be labeled spirit-filled, charismatic, Pentecostal a long time ago. I've been let go of that. Now, I pray in other tongues, as Paul says, more than you all. I, you, know, you know, I'm laying hands on the sick. I'm listening. I'm casting out demons. I'm, you know, I'm believing all that. But my point is, is that some of us that have been born into spirit-filled and wholly committed to it we may not want to be associated with the things that are not giving life. That's a good word. Do you follow what I'm saying? And you know what he said? He said this statement. He said, you know what? I'm packing up my luggage. I'm going to keep all the good things that God has revealed and shown and taught us. But I'm going to have to let go of these things that are not of God. And you see, I was looking at the time I was looking because I didn't hear anybody saying stuff. I was feeling like a defector. I was feeling like a betrayer. Though we're here in this little peninsula of BCC and Ames, Iowa, and maybe we don't know about everything that goes on out there. But one of the things that was happening to my life was that I was recognizing, you know what? I am full of word of faith. I'm full of truth, full of the Holy Ghost. I genuinely will go after something, a revival and see Jesus with the best of them. But you know what? Some of these things that we're like skipping over scriptures and every time you speak, you know, it always twists into being the same thing. I didn't want to be associated with that anymore. And Pastor Brian Zahn gave me that freedom, that liberty from God. He said, you know what? I'm going to pack up all the things that I've learned about full of the Holy Ghost and I'm going to take that, but I'm going to leave. You know what we say in, in, in layman's terms? Don't, I mean, it says, don't, it says, I'm sorry, take the baby and leave the bathwater. Everybody with me? 
take the baby and leave the what? Now, some of y'all might like this part a little bit better because y'all may not understand that. But eat the chicken, but leave the bone. I, f- I thought a few of y'all would get that one. So, stand to your feet. Thank you. I do want you all to sing. This is what I, I believe in right now is blessings, to forget not the benefits of God, to have very strong beliefs in the word of God and the scriptures as best could be understand at the current time of reading them and understanding and searching them. I believe in biblical truths being testified because you know what? You can't argue well testimony we can, discre- we can have discrepancies over scripture, but you know what? We can't have discrepancy over testimonies. And what I mean by that is no one can doubt Mother Lawson. She had cancer and now she's free because the truth made her free. Come on, somebody give God a big praise offering for that. Amen. Spirit-filled woman of God right in our midst. It's not about what happens on the outside. It's about what happens in the people's lives I know right next to me. Are you with me? You see... You can't deny testimonies like, you know what? We almost got a divorce and God came in and just renewed and changed my heart. We came back together again, though one of them committed adultery or not. But now we're happily married. We're going into X amount of anniversaries. We just bought a new house. We just had a new child. I'm believing Jesus for even more. He's let those last things be behind me. He's now just put new things in front of me. And my latter house will be greater than my 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 latter house will be greater than my former house. I'm going to forget those things that are behind me and press towards those things that are before me. I want Jesus. I want his life. I want his spirit. I want his healing. I want the Holy Spirit. I want all the things that are of God because I want God and God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm not talking about hypocrisy. I'm not talking about faking it. I'm talking about what you see me cry about and what you see me run around about. This is not performance. I don't care if you're here or not. I will still do it because Jesus saved me from my sin. He filled me with the Holy Ghost.